Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Peter 1. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we will appreciate more the wonderful salvation that you have given to us. What an amazing thing that is, and how sure it is in you. We pray that we would live like that. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Peter 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the chosen, who are residing temporarily in the dispersion in Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience and for sprinkling with the blood of Jesus Christ, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead into an inheritance imperishable and undefiled and unfading reserved in heaven for you who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time in which you rejoice greatly although now for a short time if necessary you are distressed by various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, more valuable than gold that is passing away, but is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ, whom, although you have not seen, you love, in whom now you believe, although you do not see him, and you rejoice greatly with joy inexpressible and full of glory obtaining the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Concerning this salvation, the prophets, who prophesied about the grace, meant for you, sought and made careful inquiry, investigating for what person or which time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he testified beforehand to the sufferings with reference to Christ and the glories after these things, to whom it was revealed that they were serving not themselves, but you, with reference to the same things which now have been announced to you, through those who proclaim the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels desire to look. Therefore, when you have prepared your minds for action by being self-controlled, put your hope completely in the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former desires you used to conform to in your ignorance, but as the one who called you is holy, you yourselves be holy in all your conduct. For it is written, You will be holy, because I am holy. And if you call on him as Father, who judges impartially according to each one's work, conduct yourselves with fear during the time of your temporary residence, because you know that you were redeemed from your futile way of life, inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb, who was foreknown before the foundation of the world, who has been revealed in these last times for you, who through him are believing in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. 
having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for sincere brotherly love, love one another fervently from the heart, because you have been born again, not from perishable seed, but imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls off, but the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word that has been proclaimed to you. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. Peter starts off in the typical way, describing himself as an apostle of Jesus Christ. This is very similar to the way that Paul started many of his letters. Peter describes his readers with a word that would typically be used by Jews to describe Jews living dispersed in the Gentile lands. However, it seems clear from the rest of the book that Peter is including Gentiles. The places the letter is going to indicate some areas where Paul started churches as well as other areas in Asia Minor where we don't know who started the churches. We don't know if Peter ever had been to these areas himself. At the end of the letter, Peter mentions Babylon, but scholars tend to think this didn't mean the actual city of Babylon, but was used figuratively for Rome. So perhaps Peter wrote this letter from Rome. It isn't clear exactly why Peter decided to write this letter. Perhaps he had an opportunity as a Christian was going to travel to these regions. Since they didn't have a postal service, you had to find someone to carry your letter yourself. Or perhaps Peter felt that they were in need of encouragement, perhaps especially about persecution, as we see that referenced in this letter. Peter says that his readers were chosen, verse 2, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, by the sanctification of the Spirit, for obedience, and for sprinkling with the blood of Jesus Christ. So he lists Father, Holy Spirit, and Son here that all three were involved in saving these Christians, and he includes their purpose, obedience. After the typical Christian greeting of grace and peace, and, by the way, grace is more of a Christian Gentile greeting, while peace is more of a Jewish greeting, Peter starts explaining how great the salvation is that they have received. This section about God's plan of salvation for them is sort of an introduction, or the why, behind the more practical instructions he will give in the rest of the letter. He says God has been merciful to us, to make us born again through the resurrection of Jesus. He uses several words to emphasize that what we are looking forward to is solid and sure and will never end. He says we are protected by God's power, even though we may suffer some now, temporarily. He says these trials are just fire, to purify the gold of our faith. He speaks of our salvation as a future thing that will be revealed when Jesus returns. Though we have salvation now, it will be revealed much more fully when Jesus returns. Peter says that the prophets were very interested in this salvation and spent their lives trying to learn more about it. They learned through the Spirit of Christ. I think Peter is using that term to describe the Holy Spirit. The prophets were told that these things were for a future generation, for us, and now we have received a much more full revelation when Jesus came and the apostles taught about him. Peter says that the angels want to know more about this salvation. 
So now that Peter has established what an amazing thing God has given us, he says, verse 13, Therefore, when you have prepared your minds for action by being self-controlled, put your hope completely in the grace that will be revealed to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. The word therefore is saying, because of what he has said before about this great salvation, here is how we should live. So this is getting into the practical teaching. So it starts in our minds, and then it should turn into self-control, controlling our bodies based on what we know in our minds. Peter says, instead of following our physical desires, we need to be holy, because God is holy. Holy means set apart as special. He says that God judges what we do, so we should fear God. Not a terrified fear, but a reverent fear of how great God is. And he says it costs God a lot to save or redeem us. To redeem is to buy back. It costs the precious blood of Christ. He is describing Jesus as the sacrificial lamb. He says God had this sacrifice planned before the world was created, but only now is it revealed to us. So he says we need to love one another because what God has given us is going to last forever. And now for a deeper dive. Did you know that God planned for Jesus to die for your sins before he even created the world? Verse 19 says, With the precious blood of Christ, like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb who was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has been revealed in these last times for you. I think that is what Peter is saying here. He has been talking about how great this salvation is that God has been slowly revealing through the prophets. But God had this planned all along. God knew all of the sins that you and I were going to commit before he created us. And so, he made the way of salvation available through the blood of Jesus so that we could be forgiven of all these sins. That is amazing. That is worth thinking about. And there are many other passages that say the same thing. For example, Matthew 25, 34. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible. Copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.